What is up, y'all? It is Scardi V here with Sugar. We're going in, and I'm so excited. It's another Fan Friday, and this one is super special because y'all really are fam to me. Like, y'all can DM me, and we'll talk, and I'm a real person, and we will be best friends, and that's what happened today. So we are here joined by Morgan, and Morgan, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you listen to Sugar. We're going in. Oh, my God. Queen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you get to see me do the intro live. Okay. I know. Like <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so my name is Morgan. I am from Memphis, and I am a Patrick Stump stan. Uh, first um, and foremost, I, yeah. First, yeah, I had to put that first. I had to put that first. Um, <laughs> a Fall Out Boy fan since I was, like, almost almost two decades now. Yeah. Um, I listen to Sugar We're Going In, obviously, because of this squirty beat. Squirty, squirty. And it was it's so interesting because when I found the podcast, I was like, oh, this is literally my two worlds colliding. This is everything I needed it to be. And it was a dream come true. And so I was immediately hooked. And then that one episode where you were like, let me just go on this tangent real quick about how I'm a Patrick Stan. I, needed I was to like, let the people know. I needed to let the people know because I was I felt like the last couple, the first few episodes were very like neutral. Mm -hmm. And I needed them to understand that there was nothing neutral or normal about how about, we feel about, that about where we're going. No, literally, <laughs> like honestly, like this again. This is this podcast is just a vehicle so I can talk about Patrick Stump. Period. I mean, like anything that, else? And what else is there to talk about? Nothing. What else do I talk about? Nothing. I literally. <laughs> Wait, let me let me give you the TT on this. This morning, I had my first interview about the podcast. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh! So congratulations! Out soon. I know I'm like pooping myself, and I'm like literally here talking to like this journalist and be like, Patrick Stump was so nice to me, and so I'm <laughs> nice to everyone else. I called him a real good Midwestern boy. He um, is. I just blacked out. I was just like, <laughs> let me, let me go in on this. <laughs> I love that. No, I would do. I would honestly, I would just be like, he's an icon. Like, he's a legend. That's it. And he is forever the moment. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I mean, it means the entire world. Cause I feel like these two worlds were like worlds that like, I never felt fully in. Right. Like mm -hmm. I felt like being like a light skinned Dominican, like. Mm. feeling like hip-hop like if I was like way too open about it like I was like not respecting like black people and then like on mm. the other hand like when it comes to like loving rock me being too fucking dark for that you know literally so, yeah if anything I I really wanted to give myself permission to do the emotional labor that a lot of black and brown people have to do in this scene which is explain why they're welcome and why they should mm -hmm. be here and why these two worlds live so together. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you. It means a lot. Oh my Sappy. gosh. No, this is truly amazing. <laughs> like, I mean, and I love how we've discussed it before, how like when you look at people in the scene, it's like you don't see yourself as frequently as you'd like, but I feel like as we've yeah. gotten older, we're seeing it more. Yes. Like, you're seeing a lot of people that look like us at concerts and enjoying it and also recognizing and seeing a lot of those ties yeah. um, from hip hop to Fall Out Boy. And Absolutely. just love that shit. So good. It's so perfect. So you talked about being a Patrick Stump stan. What does it mean to be president of the Stump Club? <sighs> like, talk to me. 
Yeah, I was officially sworn in um, recently. <laughs> Inauguration. <and laughs> it was truly my biggest honor. <laughs> yeah, I, ever since, like, I, the second I looked at him, I was like, huh. Yeah. He's a handsome young man. Yeah. Like, when I'm telling people, like, I'm like, yo, like, yes, like, you see Patrick Stump now, amazing. But, like, Patrick Stump in 2007 just ruined everything for me. Like, ruined anything anybody could ever be like please sweet baby angel in your babe hoodie and snapback <laughs> like you you have ruined like nobody will ever be as the good babe. as you've no the babe the was babe. crazy <laughs> patrick is definitely a, a moment and he's so he's humble forever. and yeah. the, that's and the thing we'll, we'll always sound like me. crazy people about it no i accepted it and i really <laughs> I've really come to terms with how insane I sound when I talk about him because I just think he's like, I love how unashamedly influenced he is by all kinds of culture and especially black yes. culture and how like he's able to seep that into music. And that's when I really became a huge stan because I grew up for the listeners I'm black. And so Oh my god, wait. Bah, 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 bah. I'm putting air horns all over this. Period. Period. <laughs> but yeah, I um I'm black. And so my parents had me listening to like gospel music and R&B music. And so when I would listen to Fall Out Boy and I'd like hear vocal runs, I was like, pause. Something just happened. And I just, I kept hearing it over and over as I'd listen. And I was like, oh, we have to stand. We got to yeah. stand. Yeah. And it was really beautiful also hearing Patrick's voice develop from like what he was oh, singing yeah. in Take This to Your Grave. I mean, he was 18 recording that. Mm. I hear myself at that age, like when I was doing radio and I was like, who's that child? <laughs> like who, who is that child and why do they let her on air? Um, mm. So it's like hearing his voice like develop and get not even just deeper, but like more like in depth. Um, and he got more confident with yeah. his runs. Um, that was, I mean, infinity on high for like Patrick's voice plus folia do like, mm -hmm. wow. And that then we was, got it, we, we, really... got it, we got it back with um, so much for Stardust. We won't talk about the middle ones. Respect and honor to American beauty, American psycho and mania, but in terms of vocal, those are my stepkids for sure. Like I love them. <laughs> like I love them, but they'll never it's be. Not the same. <laughs> they'll never be my kids, you know. Yeah, I didn't give birth to those. No, but I love but them because because somebody I love gave birth to them. You yes, know, yes. but like not me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Like yeah, I'm their godmom, but like that's really for show. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to. But no, I. But I will say on mania he really did put his whole badissi into um heaven's gate okay yes wait chill because yes heaven's gate is probably one of two let me see how many mania songs i have like saved because that'll be the real tell i know for sure heaven's gate god yeah. i'm gonna get canceled by the 13 year olds that really love mania um Hmm, They're gonna sorry. do a whole Reddit thread on us and be. Oh like, my God! Ugh. Cancel me! I'm all I all I'm telling everybody is like anything against me is a microaggression. So like, period. Be careful. Period. That be was careful. racism. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> me talking <laughs> shit. Okay, crazy. I have. Okay, okay, okay. 
It's hold me tight or don't hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, church hot. Heaven's Gate oh, hot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sunshine Riptide. Period. That's about burn. What do you mean you had burn a boy? It's Just like casual. it's like it's like that uh, Tiffany Polar like Beyonce gift, and it's like burn a boy. Literally, I was every like, time, and I was like, "Did someone just say blunt in a Fall Out Boy song?" <laughs> like, and I like, agree. <laughs> because yes, sir. Heard. Because mm-hmm. So you're right. You're right. Yeah, but for sure, I feel like so much for Stardust is <sighs> like when I, I literally listened to it one morning, my body was like, "Wake up, Fall Out Boy's here." <laughs> baby like, okay. honey wake up new fob just dropped <laughs> literally and so i was like all right let me go listen and i was like this album is top two and i don't know if it's number two it's uh, i will always be a foley girl oh like for sure. foley like except for america sweethearts and i don't care but you know what we can't all be perfect because god you mm. know like was like we can't make this too perfect true like scarlet would be too powerful so we were talking about obviously how much we love Patrick Stomp. Yes. And what I really wanted to crack more into is, you know, you talked about kind of like how their music has evolved kind of like as we've evolved. You know, that was a question that you mm. that you posed and like your talking points when you submitted it to me. Can you talk to me a little bit about how Fall Out Boy's music has evolved for you over the years? Absolutely. So... I started listening to them with From Under the Cork Tree because I was like eight or nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was hearing Sugar Were Going Down and it was like, I'd never really experienced that kind of angst or anything like that. And listening to that music was so fun. Infinity on High, I feel like, was when I started to really begin thinking really deeply about everything around me and processing how different the world was around me and I feel like their album was them really exploring like fame and learning about like their place in that I feel like with Foley I do you know we obviously had this very momentous um, election when that was released and so um, like I think about like Coffees for Closers and Mm. I think about a lot of those really poignant songs that are very clearly like expressing the the frustration and how some people respond to that kind of progress um and then they took a break and then i especially feel like with mania i feel like people crap on mania a lot and i understand that it's very experimental but but when i listened to their interviews and they talked about what mania meant and understanding that the the word mania i was an english teacher if it's not obvious by now (laughs) but when I look at the word mania and I really dissect it, I feel like that album does a really good job of expressing yeah. the highs and the lows and the weird in-betweens of like what mania really looks like. And then I feel like obviously so much for Stardust is a very deliberate take on when everything gets flipped upside down, how mm-hmm. are we going to respond to this? Yeah. Um, I love how they basically have said that what a time to be alive! The number one song on the album. Just oh, curious. Oh, we can talk wait, about it. We can talk wait, about it. wait, because <laughs> yeah, because why have you said something so controversial yet so brave, ma'am? It's the best. It's tell, literally the best song on the album. Tell me that's not off a of soul punk. Tell me that isn't like a little. 
And you know, and you know that Patrick was like, I had to fight for that to be on. I was like, fight, fight. I would have, okay. (laughs) Fight, no way. But like, I understand why, but it is the best song. It It is. is. I've literally gotten inebriated and sent out like pitches to the guy that does their music videos, like Brandon Walter or whatever right now and been like, listen to this. I can read it to you after. Patrick Stump plays a Bob Barker-esque and like it's going to be like them going through like different like game shows, but like kind of like vintage-y and stuff. I have a whole, it's the most beautiful song ever. I'm sobbing. That is a beautiful video concept. 10 out of 10. I've actually, I've thought, you know, they could kind of go more 70s style and like things look kind of funkadelic. But then as the song progresses, I think really the shift happens where it's like, wear me like a charm on your necklace. It makes me think of um, nobody puts baby in a corner. Mm. Like you look so good in blue. I feel like eventually I feel like the stage would start kind of falling apart and things would become kind of apocalyptic. And then it would be a really good segue into so much for stardust. I feel like (gasps) what a time to be alive. So much for stardust love from the other side is actually a really solid trilogy. If you listen to it. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, so much for Stardust. Like, damn, what a Ooh. fucking title track. Baby, when he pulled out the black choir at the end. No, because I said, baby, how do I sign up? Hello, because how- I would <clears throat> so, so much for Stardust. Baby, come on. Patrick. Thought we had it all, thought we had it all, thought we... I said, what? Wait, and then he's in the back hitting them familiar ass runs, and you know exactly what I mean when I say 100%. that. hundred like, percent. Yeah, yeah. I was like, the amount of times he, I've heard he him was, say that. He was, he was eating. Like, right when it's fading out to is when he starts going crazy. crazy. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, turn that up. <laughs> turn that shit up. Oh. <laughs> um... I remember watching like the videos of them coming of Patrick specifically in the studio, like a God bless fallout boys, TikTok intern, like whichever one made Patrick start doing these vlogs. Yeah. And he was like, I'm really hoping people like this. <laughs> like, I'm like, so earnest. Like, of course so we love it. Papo. Like you're perfect. Like, this is great. I was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> like, don't make Literally, it. What? I cried when I heard what it's happened to be alive for the first time. Yeah. A hundred percent. That and so much like, Oh yeah. wow. Wow. What, a, what an intense ending to an album. Yeah. I mean, it's I- very cinematic. I think it's very fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just can't believe they just didn't play it live. They were just like, I have hopes for the second no. leg. <laughs> second leg is looking awfully second leggy right now today. Oh. Today's September yeah. 5th. And they just released that some people got random magic eight balls with like Jimmy Eat World lyrics. I saw. So. And I really need them. I understand Tennessee is a whack ass state. And, you know, that's why I don't live in Tennessee. That's why I live in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really need them to come this way because my daddy said he was going to get us really good tickets and I want to oh <laughs> yeah you you have to go like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you it's yeah. it is critical life or death like, am I getting my dad shows. to want to go to a Fall Out Boy concert I had, to, I had to work on my parents for a long time with yeah. their music yeah my mom still calls him Patricio. Like, she's like, yes, and I'm like, he's good. Thanks, mom. Like, I'll check in on him. I 
love she's it. So, she's so invested in anything Fallout Boy. I, I still have like yeah. clippings and like whenever she goes to like flea markets, she'll like buy me like the physical CDs. I have like 13 Take to See Your Graves, like 15 <sighs> from under the cork trees. I'm like, this is how hoarding starts. Well, you know, I don't even have the actual copies of those albums. Somebody burned a CD for me. With the two albums on it, Perfect. and that was how I started listening to them. That's and all you like, need. I was like, oh, this is kind of everything to me. Mm-hmm. This is my personality now. So, yeah, no, literally, like, in Barbie, like, where Ken was like, my job is beach, like, my job is fallout boy. Literally. literally. Like, that's that's it, and my man, and I have been together for 10 years, and he knows the vibe. They've yeah, been here yeah. before him, they'll damn they'll be here after, after him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I need him to come correct. And if he's listening to this, Martin, I love you so much. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. That's, I that's love my his baby. Name is Martin. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Something was gonna give. He looks like a Puerto Rican Pete no. once, but like he's wait, he's, Martin he's, he's as in Patrick Martin Stone. Pa- Patrick Martin Vaughn Stone. Vaughn Stone. The Vaughn goes crazy. I was like, the Vaughn does it. go crazy. I was like, I was like, Devon, like Devon, like. <laughs> No, literally when I when I saw his kid's name, I was like, oh, um, Declan, aka Declan Destin Industries, Declan Destin, literally, Declan Destin Industries. Yeah, what a beautiful name. It must be from the family. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) My roommates were like, Morgan, what did you say? I was like, he named his kid Declan. Declan is great. I thought it was Declan. And they were like, no. I'm screaming. No, it's Declan now. It's definitely I thought it was Declan. Declan. I was like, I thought, I was like, is he married to a black woman? I'm lost. No, it, but no? it's perfect. I love <laughs> it's that. Declan. De- short for Declan Destin Industries. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's his nickname. I love it. <laughs> it's his nickname. is <laughs> 13 times longer. <laughs> That's so funny. But um, I, I totally love, you know, what you were saying about like, hearing this evolution behind their music and specifically Mm -hmm. like finding these connections within the songs because like for me like I think Foley Adu I mean I mean they really did it well with like Infinity on High but like Foley Adu really brought it all together for me I was like damn this music is so good because y'all hate each other so fucking much right now Like, when I saw them in 2009, they were not looking at each other. Like, they came out yeah. as, like, those beat-up, like, salesmen. And I was like, oh, it's over, babe. <laughs> like, we're, like, we're done here. Like, this is weird. <laughs> like, anybody else? Like, everybody good? Yeah, whenever um, I would see, like, live performances, I'm like, oh. E- the girls are fighting. They're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I how we- I've been spiraling for the past uh, week doing this this show. This is how I feel when I listen to the show because I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. And then I have to look it up. And then I literally freak out for like days afterwards. No, I'm like really unwell. And like, again, God bless my boyfriend because like he has really just put up with just like so much of <laughs> just the hyper fixation that comes with an ADHD or deep in a hole that I cannot get out because yeah. it's like I am locked in I I am love people with ADHD it's like my favorite thing most of my friends have ADHD it's 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 like the best and the worst like mm-hmm. I, I think that for this it's felt very natural to me because I was like hey, this is my special interest for like ever yeah and now I <laughs> and now I'm giving myself permission to talk about it and not feel weird about it but mm. like my poor boyfriend I'm like hey, hey. and then in this interview they said this and he's like what <clears throat> the fuck like 
you're so beautiful yet so damaged like what <laughs> like are you okay and i'm like no oh, so right. yeah yeah so we're here talking all things fallout boy and you also asked about like some of like your favorite hidden gem songs like what are they for you and why so wow my favorite hidden gem songs i feel like are the ones that on reddit people are like mm, we could eliminate that one first if we had to eliminate a song from them usually those are my favorites like why did i see someone recently say that they would immediately take out it's hard to say i do when i don't on affinity on high and why was that the first song that got removed? I said, oh, Yikes. heathens, I'll pray for you. Wow. How does it feel to be like, why are you so loud and so wrong? Like loud. That's t I hate that. Yeah. And I, I love took that personally. And these are the same people who are like, gay is not a synonym for shitty. And it's like, respect your elders. Literally. Like, what are you doing? I speak fast and I'm not going to repeat myself. No. So listen carefully to everything I say. That song hits. Like when I hear the in the car, I'm like, oh, oh, I need to focus. Dude, that, that's like me with um, from now on, we are enemies. One Bit. of my friends saw it live in Atlanta. Bit. I'm very upset. I got Pavlov. I got Pavlov. Where you, you, like, you won. I you won. ate. I yeah, like devoured. I was fed like I was like <clears throat> like like was like fully fed fully yeah. I do like this whole tour yeah. but not hearing from now on where enemies will always haunt me a hundred percent that's one of my favorites I also do love Pavlov that's yeah. just a beautiful song um yeah. it was it was really gorgeous and then I heard Wham's live which is like another uh, one of like yeah yes. I I was and that so ending, the ending of Wamps. Yeah, we love I him. also love on Soul Punk. I would say Allie is like, oh yeah, said said you were protected. <sighs> I thought you meant you had a gun. Like, what are we like? Like insane. The 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 drum fill, the way he filled the joke. It was it was so good. I love Soul Punk so much. Um, I feel like his lyric, like the way he chooses to enunciate and the way that he like does certain emphasis and like goes high notes when he goes good i'm like yeah who would have thought of that yeah because no, that was he, beautiful he definitely thinks different i love that and that actually leads us right into you had some questions for me i did um yeah so what uh songs do you feel have like a deeper root in hip-hop than you think a lot of people realize of fallout boys mm -hmm. or anything that they've worked on Deeper roots in hip hop than, I mean, other than like the the obvious outward stuff, I think it all also comes down to like the collaborations that didn't make it on tape, like Pat, mm -hmm. like Fall Out Boy and Fetty Wap did Trap Queen together. Like there is a recording of Patrick Stump singing Trap Queen with Fetty Wap, and I think it's I think it's moments like that, and I think it's moments that. Um, specifically Patrick gets to like perform with like the roots. Um, when yeah. he did that, um, if you think you're lonely now, <laughs> wait until tonight, bitch, ma'am. The and way like, that the earth shifted, I was like, that's my new president. Like they're in front of DC, and I'm like, literally, he's why I salute. What <laughs> I stand for the pledge for him. So what? Sorry, when it, 
No, sorry, Grandpapa. <laughs> um, but some songs that like have deeper hip hop roots. I even think it's down to like the lyrics. Like we talked about, what a time to be alive. They literally say everything is lit. Like everything is lit. Everything is lit. Like I think it's the slang. I think it's the yeah. vernacular. I think um, again, a lot of it is like stuff that we don't even hear on the records that they want to represent themselves mm -hmm. as like the covers like when patrick did uh shutterbug by big boy like mm -hmm. what, what? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he ate and like it was it's just like things like that that and what you said about the vocal runs i think like patrick is like the ideal white guy on the hook like his work yeah. lupe fiasco um so it's like outward stuff but also the way things are sung like there's sometimes in um the album so much for stardust um like in hold me like a grudge where he just like kind of starts like like i was like i was like okay i hear it babe like i hear it so i think that we get it a lot more in patrick's cadences and like the the choices he makes when he sings the choice at the end of what a time to be alive where he hits that high note i was like Though it's the exact tone of his note is so familiar feeling to yeah. me and a lot of music I grew up listening to. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard him hit that kind of note no. in a song. And I literally like had to pause it and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it was it was really <laughs> cool and like very awesome to hear his confidence in it more yeah. more importantly. Um, I'm really curious, like what pushed this as a passion project like where Ooh. you went from like this is something that i love how did you decide to turn it into like to create something around that passion yeah it started off as like a twitter thread actually that was like two <laughs> years ago where i was like i was just listening to infinity on high and i was like do motherfuckers even know like the gummy you hit, hit face at this point? and like yes oh the pen i was like <laughs> like it was i was going crazy and i was like do y'all even know and from there like a lot of people were like i did not know and like a lot of my friends and followers are like not follow-up boy fans so they're like what scarlet and i'm like yeah um and so it was it was that and when i came to like make it happen i i work at recording studios and i feel mm -hmm. like when you work at disney you don't go to disney so i yeah. feel like a, I feel like I was missing out on the play part of being in the music industry and like mm. working in art. And I've always been a talking head. I was on a morning show. Uh, the season ended a few months ago, um, mm. but I, I interview and I'm a journalist and I never gave myself the permission because I felt like I felt cringy and I felt like I, I had to be too cool. Um around that specifically but I think my biggest uh like my biggest attribute and my biggest strength is that I'm a fan and is mm. that I can talk about all this stuff so I think giving myself permission to mm. kind of let whatever cringy part of Scarlet go and just play um invites a lot of people to play along yeah um and that, yeah you tapped really deep me. into mine yeah oh, yay! <laughs> I mean that's what it's about like I think like I'm a real ass person. Like I I love what I do and I never, ever, ever want to be too cool for anything I do. Yeah. So same. and it's just like a music industry thing where it's like, well, you gotta be cool. So like you can work with artists and stuff. And it's like, I'm pretty nuts and I work with artists and I do a really good job at it, you know? Yeah. Um, I've worked with 
Beyonce, Rihanna, Ed Sheeran, like the Obama, the Orange is the New Black. I've worked with everybody. And oh, wow. I, I do VIP artist hospitality. So whenever they're in town, like, I'm taking care <clears throat> of them. Oh, that's stuff. so sick. Yeah, yeah. So I've like driven like Rihanna around in like a golf cart, like been around for like Beyonce's sound check and stuff, like been <sighs> the one to like haul her wardrobe with like the 23 sequined like thing on it. Like it's oh wow, super cool. But it's like Fall Out Boy is the only thing that I felt like almost bashful because i was like oh my mm-hmm. god like, what if they find out and it's like fuck it let them find out i think it's yeah. now that they're old ass <clears throat> men like <laughs> i i think about the day that maybe in 5 10 15 years when new fans are discovering this that there's almost like this time capsule or this oral history that i mm. think in in specifically black and brown culture yeah. oral history is something so important that as a community we need to tell the people that we love the stories mm. that we love about the people that we love and now we are so um privileged to have technology yeah. other than books to 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 put it in and to have tone and stuff that you miss through print um so whenever i'm feeling like eh, like i remember like it's not for you right now it's for mm-hmm. the community that's coming <clears throat> up um yeah. and that's what keeps me going oh my god that was so beautiful <laughs> and i very much agree because <clears throat> excuse me the second that you were like storytelling i was like exactly exactly it's and also, it's funny, you mentioning being, like, bashful about it and being like, oh, I don't know. But it's like, the, like you talking about it and you showing that you have a lot of interest in it allows a lot of people that look like us to feel confident doing that. And they don't have to go through the same thing we went through of, like, are we going to get accepted here? Is it okay if we like this? Um, we're making space am I gonna get we're holding holy? it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for little that, for little versions of us running around and that, like knowing that I'm doing that and saving someone from that potential hurt and like knowing that you're doing something as significant as this is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. That really means a lot. And I just it's just a wild ride and the, the, to think it's not even close to over or that there's so much left to do um is yeah. really exciting. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, tell me, what are some moments where you were like, I live and breathe Patrick? Yes. I would die for Patrick? Yes. Um, yeah, tell me all, like, how did you, where were moments where you were like, oh, he's that nigga? Yes, precisely. <laughs> um, number one, I I remember Truant Wave and Soul Punk and <sighs> everything he did in his solo career being so essential to me Mm -hmm. like I from the covers to the album to the tour like seeing that's really where I was like I'm a Patrick girly but seeing soul punk like I went to like 10 to 15 soul punk shows (laughs) I on 11 11 2011 I was in Chicago for his hometown show like I I, I went. I was, You're I, like, was I'm I was there. there. I was I was outside. Um <laughs> and to see this verbosity and like now being like around the age, like he made Soul Punk came out when he was like 27. Yeah. And it's like I understand the era that he was in. Yep. Um, it just gives me so much respect for him for like 
just doing this for himself and like I hope that he has zero regrets and of course he's gonna mm-hmm. listen to like the people who had some shitty thing to say because it, we're human and we're gonna do that right. but I think that there was nothing more inspiring than seeing him be his full authentic self on stage and perform like with his whole heart and just. And to be experimental in that way, especially as a white guy, not, I'm not giving white people a lot of credit for things, but you know, like to be as open about being like, this is the music I'm influenced by. I'm a conglomerate of so many beautiful ideas and here, here I go. Is just stunning. 95% of Patrick's openers were black. And I just, I feel God in this recording studio tonight because. Yeah, there is a lot of pain in this world, but not here. Like, <laughs> literally. He had, Oma, he had Omos Keith open for him. He had Don T, who's Questlove's sister, open for him in Philly. Between that and, you you know the woman that's on Lil Yachty's new album? She goes as something like Diana something, but she used to go as Winter Gordon. And before Mm. she was all over Billboard, she was opening for Patrick. I just remember just being so grateful. She's very similar to Sade. Yes, yes, big Sade vibes. Yes, so I was like, I feel like he gets it and sees Mm -hmm. people of color not as a token or gimmick, like, but as something that he wants to give honor to and in any way that he can um put them on a pedestal the upperclassmen shout out shout out to ride in paris like just people who stayed in my life and were daunty like like literally mm-hmm. many of patrick's openers i was like i have to get to know you because we just all feel like friends which is why like yeah i, I can't i can't wait to you know see how that moves because you know Mm -hmm. i'll end it with i really love the way he represented black culture in his solo music and his tour but like the pot this podcast is so personal and it feels like you're like i really was like after one episode like oh we're best friends i've never spoken to her in my life and now i'm gonna slide in her instagram dms and let her know that now we talk literally every day yeah And I was like, man, this podcast is like, I'm like, she's so funny. She does her research so well. Um, The editing is really phenomenal. So like, cause you know, sometimes you might hear like those awkward pauses or like not on yours. It's like, everything is so clean and so professional and I just love it. And so I really appreciate you. you doing this because like, this is feeding me in a way I never thought I'd be fed. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, I was like, I need to go as niche as possible mm-hmm. um, because that's where you find your most accurate friends and audience and, and community within it. So it was a big risk, but I, I'm so happy I took it and that I continue mm-hmm. the momentum because it connects me to such awesome people. And like, what? I feel like especially post pandemic, like where we're like, oh, fuck Zoom. Like, I'm like, no, like now is where we actually get to like have fun with it and like, yeah, for meet sure. People. Well, thank you so much for being a part of Fan Friday. Oh, um, tell me. people where where and if they can find you or just leave the people off with uh, a sentiment um sure so you guys can find me um 
all up in your mind. There we go. And yeah, mind your, as in mind your business. Yeah. Literally, when I taught <laughs> high school, couldn't follow me on socials. I'm sorry. Yeah, I understand that. Um, shout out all my former students. I love y'all. Uh, shout out Pushaisty. He was also my former student. <laughs> love him. That's insane. How did we not talk about that? God bless. And shout out Squirty B. Squatty, thank you so much, Mo. I really appreciate you. And that's it, y'all. We gotta give him a big wait. You have to give me an uh, uh, a mouth air horn. Yeah, baby. I, I need to remember to keep doing that, but that that was a good one. Cool. Yeah. Well, bye.